This is the Nathan, Nat and Sean podcast. Welcome to Pity City where the girls are so pretty. That's right. Population three. This yes. At least. We've been told it's um, a place you can only visit but you cannot live there and we are beg to differ, especially on a Monday. Tanya's in Wellard. Hey, Tan. Hi. How are you going? Great, Tanya. Why are you visiting Pity City, Tanya? I... I'm also going into the office and being the only one working oh, this morning, like you guys. Disgusting. <laughs> but I've not only had to do that, I've had to do it twice. Why? What do you mean? I've gone, so my office is in Wellspool. I travel from Wellard to Wellspool every day. And I got five minutes from work and realised I've left my personal phone, my work phone <laughs> and my laptop sitting on my kitchen table. So oh. I have no way of connecting to anyone. And no way to disconnect me and being the only person in the, in the office, office for the day. I kind of need to be the person that's said to be yes. connected. Can I just say as <laughs> so well? I've had to drive all the way back to LR and yeah. oh. And Tanya. isn't it sad? She's the only person in the building today and yet she's late. Tanya. <laughs> 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 yes, Tanya. Utterly devastating. Oh. Didn't think well, about it that way. Welcome to Pity City. <laughs> you deserve, you deserve a block. Thank you. Uh, Trish is in Bankshire Grove, but she's also headed for Pity City. Hello, Trish. Good morning, Pity City. Hi. Hello. Hello, Trish. Okay, Trish. Welcome. Why, why, why yeah. do you want to move in? Okay, so about four years ago, this one might hit home for Pity City for Shawno. Right. Um, right. Yeah, so uh, playing footy on the weekends. Um, about four years ago, I ruptured my ACL, did the whole surgery. Yeah. Um, on the weekend, yep, come down wrong, landed stiff-legged, and, yeah, my knee, knees are balloon today, and seeing the physio at 11.20, so same oh. not looking good. Same knee, Cross Trish. Cross our fingers, Trish. No, no, it's Opposite. my good knee, so. Oh, no. Do you know what's terrible? Yeah. Is oh, when Trish, when I stuffed you. up my knee just before Ed Sheeran that Get, time. Getting out of bed that time? Getting out of bed. <laughs> Um, which is a proper a professional sport. Uh, so anyway, my, my oven isn't a high oven. My oven's like below the bench oven. So every oh. time I wanted to get something out of the oven or see how something's going, I'd have to like literally sit on the ground on my bum <laughs> to be able to see it because I couldn't bend down with my knee. And like, yeah, so knees can really stuff you up, Trish. No wonder you're in Pity City right Trish. now. And um, who do you used to play football with? Um, shout out to the Quinns Bulls. Um, oh. I play there. How you been going this season, Trish? Bit of a rough start. We've lost our first two games, but yeah, better to lose those ones in the beginning than um, the ones that matter. And their star player's got a bung knee. That's yeah. right, Trish. They're going to be nothing without you. So, thanks, Trish. Good luck today, Good Trish. Good luck, Trish, at the physio. Susan Wellard. Oh, Wellard is. It's a hotbed now. <laughs> hotbed of Pity City action. Hello, Sue. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hi, Hi Sue. Hi, Sue. Talk to us. Why do you want to move into Pity City? Well, I'm a contractor and I normally work from home and I've had a client today want me specifically to come in today. So normally I can work flexible days, flexible hours, but the one day that they wanted me to come in was today. So I haven't got worked in an office for over six months and the first day it's like no day off and can't take an extended long weekend and then I'm back to working from home or not working tomorrow. So, yeah, not, not having a Stitch up. In the old school, this, they say that's a stiff one. Is, are yeah. they secretly throwing you some sort of surprise party or something? Is the yeah, no, no, it's no, very unlikely. So, no, no, yeah, it's very. It was very last minute and urgent. So they're like, no, no, we need you to come in today, like because no. you know cause someone's going to urgently be working on it tomorrow, aren't they? So yeah, no, I'm there today. 
God, I'd be, no, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be I think I think there's a, a surprise party, party coming. Yeah. yeah. Got an anniversary so celebrating soon. <laughs> disappointed when that doesn't happen. <laughs> this is a podcast of Nathan, Nat and Sean. We are talking about when, look, you don't have any skills or experience in the area, but you're prepared to give it a crack. Yeah. You're saying, oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Hey, Warren. Hello. Hey, hey, Warren. hey, Warren. All right. What did you do? So, um... So uh, my son and uh, we're all mucking about in my mate's back garden when we uh, first moved there in Clarkson. Yeah. And uh, he had like so I can't remember what fruit it was, but we had a cricket bat and they were and the kids were whacking the fruit around across the fence and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I reckon they'll come quats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so um, my son ran behind his son as he swung the cricket bat oh, and yeah. right across the nose. Oh. So there was he was only four years old, so there was blood and everything everywhere if you can imagine. I had a nice white T-shirt on, so I oh. picked him up, and he's he's sort of like screaming his head off, and there's blood everywhere. And um, my wife was just coming from work, so she was just turning up as well. <laughs> and I sat him on the kitchen bench, and I'd seen it in uh, a Burt Reynolds movie, you know, where he was the quarterback and he'd got sent to prison. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, and so I got two thumbs on each side of his nose and just went <laughs> and cracked it back in. Oh my you God, God Warren! Yep. <laughs> and it just Sorry, it instantly stopped bleeding. Kennedy. <laughs> that is a bold move, well, Warren, I mean, I've got to say. Yeah. The bone could have gone oh, to yeah. the brain or yes, anything. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Yes, bones, Warren, I've seen that on the brain. movies too, so it has to be real. <laughs> I've seen bones go in people's brains. Mind you, did you read that story about that chicken Kalgoorlie? So she was running um, from the police, and the police accosted her at a friend's house, so she gets into a friend's house, she barricades the door, she, she jams the door shut with a steel cap boot and refuses to let the police in because she, on the movies, had seen that they need a warrant. <laughs> <laughs> and the police had to inform her that you've seen too many, many movies and we don't need a warrant to come so, in here and get I think you. Stumbled across so the those. things we've seen on movies really yeah. do, you know. If it's a documentary, maybe. But if but if it's a Burt Reynolds movie about him playing football in prison, maybe not. Well, the whole 40, nine yards, was that what that was? Uh, I think Adam Sandler was in the whole mm. nine yards, mm. that one. But um, that's fantastic, Warren. So you can have a go yeah, at these things. have a crack. Angela, hello. Good morning, guys. Hi, Angela. Angela. Uh, what have you got for us? Okay, so many, many years ago, just started dating my now husband, and we were at mate's houses, and I sat down on the floor, and my kneecap popped out of place. First time it's ever happened, and I was, like, horrified because I'm sitting looking at my knee, and my kneecap is on the inside of my leg, oh, and my yeah. husband just grabbed my leg and he straightened it and it popped back in and we were like, oh, okay. But that continued on for a couple of months. Every couple of months it would pop out and eventually on the sixth sixth time he said to me, please go and get it seen too because I cannot keep doing it. He actually admitted it it freaked him out massively. But he would just do it and then like literally throw up afterwards. Oh, you please see a professional. This is making me sick. Why did your body decide to do that, Angela, do you think? Um, Apparently, I did have surgery on it and I had a ligament that was just really weak. So at a certain angle, there was nothing holding the kneecap in place. And once you dislocate something once, the yeah. chances of it re-dislocating once are very high. Once you can't stop. Yeah, pretty mm, much. Pringles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, thanks, Angela. Natasha, hello. Hi. Sorry. Hey, Natasha. Okay. What happened? Um, so we were on out boating one day and my friend was on um, the biscuit behind the boat and she fell off and yeah. she was like in pain because her fingers were sore. And I was like, oh, you just tape them. There's nothing you can do with the fingers. We just tape them up. Yeah. So I just wrapped some tape around them 
And I was like, you'll be fine. But a week later, a week or so later, she was still in a lot of pain. Yeah. And she ended up going to A&E and getting an X-ray. Yeah. And the way I had taped her fingers <laughs> was completely wrong. And they had to re-break her because it started to set. They had yes. to re-break it, re-break her hand. <laughs> And fed it properly. Oh, but oh you just Tasha. You it. Well, I don't see what they're What do you mean? Is. There's nothing you can do with fingers. Is that yeah. what you said that to her? Yeah, Is yeah. I was you like, do? you just tape them. My There's nothing you can do. Everyone stand back. I've got this. Um, just tape your fingers around. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have it. You didn't. Where no. did you? So where did you get your method from? You just see people with like sports injuries, and they always have yeah. their fingers taped. And I was like, "That's what you do." No, exactly. that, I mean, that is it's not it's not feasible. Like, yeah, it's not brain surgery, Sean. It's no, finger, it's finger surgery. <laughs> it's just finger tape. Nathan, Nat, and Sean podcast. So Ruby, who works with us here, answers the phones when you call. She was on a date, and um, an hour and a half in of a not great date, yeah. he then said, "Do you want to come away this weekend for Easter down south with yeah. me? And can you bring a plate?" That's right. Bring a dish to their friend's function. Um, This is great. She said no. She passed. We are discussing things that um, uh, you've experienced when you've just met somebody. Jess is in Coburn. Hey, Jess. Hi. How are you going? Great, Jess. Jess, what happened? Uh, Well, we we decided to go to the movies for our first um, sort of date as such. And we sat down and sort of the credits were happening. or Well, not the credits, but the beginning bit. And... And he kind of leant in. I thought, oh, gosh, he's game. And he sniffed my hair. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. so I had to awkwardly ask the question because I sort of like was like, did that happen? And I said, did you just sniff my hair? And he's like, yeah. And then I kind of just like, like felt wait, sorry, super sorry, awkward. Sorry. Can I just get some clarification? So he's leant in and just sniffed yeah. it. Has he grabbed a bit or he's just like really like, no. No, he just sort of went in, which looked like possibly a kiss, but it was coming in for a sniff. And and then then you you heard... I had to ask the question. I was like, did you just sniff my hair? And and he openly was like, yeah. And then it was like right at the beginning of the movie, so it sort of felt (laughs) awkward to sit through the rest. If it was somewhere else, Jess, I couldn't reckon... leave. I yeah. couldn't leave. Yeah. And he's all, Garnier Fructus? <laughs> <laughs> if you were out for a drink, would have you left, Jess, do you reckon? Oh, probably. I don't know. I made an excuse to sort of, I don't know, go. Yeah. No, I think but, I um... think if someone walks up and starts sniffing you, you, you can leave. And it's not yeah, a dog at the airport. It's really leave. awkward. And I was kind of thinking, what, what's next to come, you yeah. know? Yeah, maybe you thought you did, the beginning you, of the movie. Maybe you thought you didn't declare the fruit. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a hair sniffing uh, issue, and you issue? don't it's like, sniff a, like a, a, a hair, a preference, uh, like a preference. Yeah, like yeah. And then uh, so, so you're out with Jess. You, you sniff her hair, and she says, "Do you sniff your hair? Do you have to de- quantify Declare that? It. You can't um, just say, yeah, this sniffed your hair.' Yeah, I would have gone, yeah, because it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, good. Okay. Is that campfire? What is that? <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Aaron's in Greenfields. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Oh, hey, Aaron. Okay, what happened? And you were like, "Hang on a second, we just met." Um, it was actually about my current wife at the moment. Um, current wife. Current at the moment. Wife. That's really good. Sorry. Keep her on the toes, Aaron. <laughs> I'm only 25. Sorry. Current <laughs> wife, Aaron. There he goes, I'm only 25. Still my wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get it, mate. I get Aaron, it. Aaron, you know what? You've done enough. Thank you so much for going on your side, Aaron. Keep your options open. Just give me the prize. Now, um, we've been together for only about a month or so, um, and then I invited her. It was like family dinner, because we had like family dinner every Sunday night at my parents' house. Yep. Yeah. And about the third one in... 
um, my parents kind of put her on the spot and uh, we're like, um, we're booking a trip to Bali in September. Um, can you let us know in the next two weeks if you can come or not? Oh, so your parents did that to her? Yeah, and it uh, ended up actually being the trip that we can save my daughter on. So. Oh, oh far out. You got down to business? Yeah. <laughs> right. Got right into a noosa doer. <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, hey, Aaron, did that take you by surprise? Um, your parents bypassing you and yeah. asking you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I was, I was, I was like, wow. They she hadn't even really like opened up to him yet. Like she was yeah. still a bit that shy stage. Like my family is a lot because like I got four brothers, so it's like just like crazy and just yeah. from like yeah. quiet house. And then yeah, I just got put on the floor and had like two weeks before they were like booking it. So she had to like oh. hurry up and decide. Pressure. Aaron, have you spoken yeah. to your parents about how they're going to deal with your next wife? He's <laughs> <laughs> only 25. He's only 25. He's not going to This ring's not going to lock him down permanently. Yeah, he's, no got a, he's got a long life. Oh, Thank you, Aaron. Oh, we've got two kids now, so in a house. and So, yeah. oh, so, yeah. so, so it's impossible. I know, it's a, bit, it's a bit hard to tie loose ends, but I mean, yeah. you know, someone better comes along. <laughs> Do what you got to do. Uh- <laughs> this is a podcast of Nathan, Nat and Sean. We are talking about when you've just met somebody and then they make a request or an offer that you think, hang on a minute, we yeah. just met. Hello, Sam. Hi, how are you guys? Good, Great. Sam. Sam, what happened? Um, I was talking to this guy on Bumble mm. and we went uh, for a first date at Lumber Punks in East Perth, like yes. the axe throwing. Yeah, yep. love it. And I paid for the date and he says to me, oh, I've got a surprise for you after the date. Mm. And I was like, okay. And he's like, we're going to take you to get a tattoo. We're going to oh, take you no. to get a tattoo. No. That's a surprise. Yeah, we're going to take you to get a tattoo. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, and I sort of was like thinking about it. And yeah. I was like, uh, okay, why not? Like, okay. life is short. Did you have any tattoos at that point? Yeah, I've got three. And okay. um, I've got a matching one with my ex, um, unfortunately. <laughs> and he was sort of like, you know, I know you're sort of self-conscious about that. Let's go get you another tattoo then. Okay. That should and, fix it. Um, so what happened? That that'll fix it, yeah. Um, and so uh, I have another tattoo on my finger. So wait, there, so okay, so <laughs> did he get a tattoo too? No. So wait, there, he took you to get tattoo. So wax throwing first, somewhat, she paid for somewhat forcibly. <laughs> now I'm taking you, and I'm going to get. A, you're getting tattooed. Yeah, pretty much. So then we went. I went and got to choose a tattoo, and I, I got it on my finger. And um, I've been ghosted since. So it's sort of like I've been. Ghosted you. ghosted you then? Yeah, he apparently doesn't like girls with tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you get? Off. What did you get on your finger? A ghost. Um, I got a Viking rune um, for new beginnings. Yeah. yeah. And so, this, um, so I've got that. Yeah. This guy. Is that, so so this mentality. He takes a girl on a date, and then he says, "I'm going to get you a tattoo," and then he gets yep. through it. Did he pay for the tattoo? He did pay for the How tattoo. How much was it? What a gentleman. One. How much was it? Uh, it was 180 So then he oh, paid okay. for a $180 tattoo and then he goes to... That she didn't really want. You <laughs> didn't really want it, did you? <laughs> um, I sort of was like, free tattoo, why not? You know, Sure. But, but So at some stage you had the discussion with him about the fact that you had an, a tattoo from your former relationship. Was yeah. that at the beginning? Yeah, and I sort of was a bit self-conscious about it. Obviously, yeah. it was on my hands. And, so, um, yeah. you know, whenever someone says, oh, you've got tattoos, and I have to sort of explain, you know. Yeah my tattoos um, and like yeah I'll get I'll, we'll go get you a new one and I was sort of like okay 
And I, I mean, I, I get described as um, the queen of bad decision making. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, really? <laughs> what? Why not? Sorry, Zachary? sorry, I've just fallen off my civil stool. Um, that is that so, is crazy. So I've been ghosted since, but that's okay. No, I mean, that's okay. I, you got I, a hundred and eighty dollar tattoo. Did he ghost you immediately yeah. after that? Like, as in, did you no, see him again? No, it was like a. Um, no, it was sort of like a, a slow decline. Like he just sort of Faded became away. very distant and did one eighty and sort of. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I've since been ghosted and blocked. You know what? It seemed like su- it seemed like such a confident move, and I know he's probably just going off of the fact that you're talking about your tattoo, your matching mm. tattoo with your ex. I know, but but still. is this his thing? You know when guys yeah. have got a thing, so yeah. I'll take you to like a great activity because that always works. Do you reckon this is? A, do you reckon yeah. he's pulled it out of the bag uh, yeah. again? Like, hey, mate, try holy moly instead. Yeah. Like, come on. No, no. I think because the hundred and eighty dollars, I'm not sure if he's willing to. He wouldn't pay for. Axe throwing. Yeah. Hey, hey, Sam. Just quickly, when you got your couples tattoo with your ex partner, do you did you even think about the couples curse? The the tattoo tattoo curse for couples? Um, I didn't. We had just had a baby, and I was like, you know what? We've had a baby. Um, Oh yeah. Tattoo. Yeah. Um, But yeah. yeah. Yeah, apparently it's a curse. And Nathan, she's the queen of bad decisions. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Your Majesty. <laughs> That's the only reason why I asked for you. Thank you so much for having me at your coronation. <laughs> uh, we'll bring a case. This is a podcast of Nathan, Nat, and Sean. One of the things that um, a lot of women out there and men aspire to is having a luxury brand um, bag. Yep. Like, but they are They're so thousands, expensive, mm. and thousands mm. and thousands of dollars. And I've always thought. Is it worth it? Mm. We've got a guy that's joining us right now who does something that would make most women and men that want these bags scream in pain. <laughs> he rips them apart to tell us if they are well made or well worth the money or not. He's a and truth he teller. Joins us right now. Hello, Vulcan. Hello. Oh, Hello. So thanks for your having account's me here. Tanner Leatherstein, and you basically rip these luxury bags apart. I mean, it's a bit devastating to see it happen. Do you feel bad when you're ripping them apart? Well, initially I was feeling a little bit bad <laughs> and I keep seeing these comments in, in the, the posts. People say, well, I was literally crying or screaming as you <laughs> yes. were cutting it. Um, but I think I got used to it now, unless it is something that I really like, it's extreme value I find in it. It it doesn't feel bad to cut it, cut it open at this time. I just... I, I become numb to it. I have to tell you, um, uh, one of my very, very, very good friends um, is sick for these products to the point where when him and his wife go into the store, they're taken into the private room. Oh. That's how much they spend here. Yep. And I told him about the Louis Vuitton um, and what you found out about that. And it's actually made him second guess and second think mm. about Spending so much money. So can you tell us about what you've taken apart from Louis Vuitton um, and how much money it should actually has actually gone into it and how uh, much labour costs have gone into it and what it's being sold for? So I have done a bunch of Louis Vuitton things. One was a very typical briefcase made with their coated canvas, not, not even leather. Yes. And that was about like a $1,700 bag. That was the first project I did when I came up with this idea. So even if that bag was made in leather, my estimate was around like 170 to $200, Whoa. including leather and labor. Whoa. So I'm not accounting for any other costs, yes. right? Yeah. And again, the the idea was to help people understand the quality of the leather and you know complexity of the construction, because 
sometimes people automatically assume it's so expensive it must be must because be of leather oh, it's yeah. so yeah it must be really good and because leather is a luxury item probably that's why it costs so much well that's not true leather is not cheap but not that expensive either <laughs> So whatever you're paying for on those brands is the prestige and the oh, status engineered yeah. around the product. And leather is a good item to engineer a luxury around it. So that's that's what I'm trying to show here. It's people. brilliant marketing, isn't it? That's mm. that's the thing that's selling yeah. us. But Vulcan on that, what's the most expensive thing that you've pulled apart, um, Brandon, and how much would it be really worth? Uh, the most expensive bag was, I think, Bottega so far, yep. $2,500, yeah. an Arco Mini um, tote or, or handbag. Yeah. And that was around like $250. i am not wrong, if I'm not wrong, remembering the leather and labor cost, yep. I came up for that. And, you know, I shouldn't be too far off. I'm, I have my own leather brand. I do these things and I kind of have an understanding of... Uh, the labor costs and the leather costs in these countries they make these bags in. Sure. So it, it's usually like 10 to 20 times of what I yes. find in leather labor oh. is is the price tag you're paying on the high-end luxury. Oh, yes. And I have a Louis Vuitton never never full tote that I'm going to cut in the this week or next no. week. <laughs> That's going to be the most expensive one so far. How, $3, much? How, How much? much? How much? $3,000. Okay. Three thousand. Is that 3000 US dollars? Yeah, you're talking US dollars, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Birkin bags. We all know about Birkin bags. They're like, you know, probably minimum $300,000, which is absolutely... Would you, you'll never probably buy a you Birkin bag no. to rip one apart and you'll have to be invited yeah. to buy those bags as well, Sean. Yeah. Oh. Are we thinking that just from your knowledge of those bags that we're talking about the same sort of money no. and craftsmanship and labour costs that go into one of them as well? Exactly. So um, if you go to my channels, there is some discussions with some craftsmen who does this stuff, who worked at Hermes before. Yes. I uh, got pretty good insights last week. We published some videos and Birkin, let's say the regular leathers, the cowhide leather versions may start from 20, 30 grand. I think I don't even know where you can find the price because, as you said, um, you can't even go buy one. You yeah. have to play all these games to be shown one yeah. first and uh, get the privilege to, to, to get the bag. But, you know, if you do, uh, that bag is, is mostly hand-stitched and okay. probably takes about 20 hours or so oh, for a craftsman yeah. to finish. Yeah. So it's, it's a co slightly different cost structure there. The leather they use, uh, Hermes, they have their own tanneries. Actually, they sell the leather outside to a famous leather called Togo. That's what they mostly use for uh, Birkins and Kellys. So if you use 10 square foot of that, that is the most expensive leather in the cow hide world I've ever seen. Yes. Probably it's going to cost you about $150, $200 for the leather. Yep. And the oh. labor would be somewhere between four or $500 maybe. Yeah, you're right. kidding. Like, quite a 300 grand. <laughs> because I haven't, yeah, I just discovered that uh, a monthly salary for a person who's making these bags at Hermes was... Yes. Uh, 1700 euros per oh. month oh. i was expecting much yes, more so the craftsman doesn't get that no, that well paid oh. either so it's it's nothing more than thousand dollars to make one of those bags in my very generous yeah. estimate what's your brand and how can people buy it 
my brand is called Pegai, P-E-G-A-I, Pegai.com. Yeah. It's plural Pegasus. Uh, <laughs> and we're online. You can check what we do. I love to use those minimally finished leathers. I don't have the standardized leathers as everybody else doing it. So I'm trying to make something slightly different and apply to these sophisticated designs you find it in the, in the big brands. Uh, and hopefully make it more accessible so more people can enjoy leather in its most authentic form. That's that's the mission of my brand. Oh, oh that's that's good. Beautiful. You know good what? Chat, man. Really great to talk to you before Gucci throws you off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> if you go missing, we'll know what's happened. <laughs> oh, that's a lot there. I wonder how people are thinking about that here yes. in this conversation. So many now. men are going to their women. I told you! I told you so! There was right. nothing! You're a man's best friend. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to it. Tanner Leatherstein. Dot com. We yep. can check out everything to do, but you're on the socials as yep. well. And TikTok. Yep. Yeah, yep. thank you so much, Falcon. Yep. Nathan, Nat and Sean in podcast form. We heard from our listener, Rhonda, yesterday that her son has gone to Berlin to find himself. And we're like, ah, is that where people are? That's where, that's where you do it. That's where yeah. you go for your spiritual awakening. Yeah. I was thinking maybe South America somewhere that you're yeah. floating through some forest. I know, but like my thing is, I, I understand the destination, mm. but like, what, what do you mean you found yourself? What happens? Mm. Like, what happens mm. when you find yourself? Spiritual awakening, dawn, Nathan. Yeah, does it dawn on you like, oh, oh, oh yes. this is me? You have an epiphany. This is me. Love it. Yep. Great and then you, then you <laughs> immediately in the greatest showman. Yes. That's the way it works. Isabel, hello. Hi. Hi, Hi Isabel. Isabel. Isabel, did you go somewhere to find yourself? I have. I've done, recently I've done quite a few hiking and beach trips. I just keep going, hopping from beach to beach. <laughs> and I have found that my spiritual animal is actually an otter. Oh, oh yeah. my spiritual animal is an otter. That's, so that, that sounds pretty How funny. did you settle on the otter? Did the otter choose you or did you choose the otter? Well, I first found out that they um, they hold hands to sleep. Yes. So they don't drift away drift from apart. their family yeah. and loved ones. Yeah. Um, that spoke straight to me, and then they love to play. Um, they love the sea. They love, and I, I would stay submerged in the water all day if I can actually mm. do it. Mm. <laughs> and they love going around to look for pearls and rocks and things to um, break open. Um, like shells and oysters and stuff. Yeah, Isabel, so while you're searching, you're, are you going to beach to beach to beach mm. to, to like find yourself? Did the otter, yeah. your spiritual animal, did that reveal itself on a beach somewhere to you? Um. Well, I've always been drawn to their character. Yeah. And um, then I found out more about them through, obviously, Dr. Google. And I'm <laughs> yes. like, oh, my God, that is so me. I need to find my soul um, partner in... In life, yes, and that is and hold person. hands forever. And did that work yeah. out, Have Isabel? No, I just went through a separation actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, well the, that, let it drift away. That doesn't seem like the otter because the, that's the otter letting go. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, um, I found that that was not my person, and it was yes. pretty. Uh, Abusive relationship. Oh, really? Well, you need another otter. That's right. You need 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 a good otter. Yeah. Good luck. Beaches. Beaches. Yes. Not just a beach. No, yes. Many beaches. Plural beaches. Beach hopping. And then she found out. Nathan, maybe that's because you're not naturally drawn to a beach holiday, but maybe that's what's missing in your life. I'll never know. I'll never get down there. Loza, hello. Hey, good morning. How you going, Loza? Hey, Loza. Where did you go to find yourself? Oh, well, look, I I had never travelled. I was 37. I got a passport. Uh, We went uh, over to Japan for 12 months. Yes. And, uh, look, living in a different country, in a different community, 
Oh, you wake up, but you're still always there. No matter where you're living, you're always there. I thought, you know, it's like walkabout. Go out, explore the, yeah. the country, the trees, yeah, the Australian climate. After 20 years, I had to come back. Yeah, right. You, had, oh, you were there 20 for 20 years. 20 years. Oh, well, one year in Japan. I came back, uh, lived in Cairns for 12 months. Yeah, I right. had to go back. Went to Malaysia five, for nine years. Went to Dubai for five. Indonesia for two. Vietnam for one. Malaysia for three. Wow. So where, oh, so where did you find – what's the actual location of where you found yourself? <laughs> the coordinates, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, actually, where I am right now, uh, in the, the gum trees <laughs> under the blue skies, actually not in Williston, that's where I live, but, but look, uh, I'm parked under some gum trees. <laughs> it's like the Australian land. I think what we lose is we lose connection to the land. Yes. Ah. And we build brick walls and build cities, we and we think do. that's where the action is. Yes. However, look, we need to uh, – Contentment and connection to the land. I don't have contentment. (laughs) (laughs) Any connection to the land? Do you think, Loza, I cannot find myself because I don't have that contentment value. Yes. But look, I think we've lost connection. Get, get out, yes. sleep in the trees, take your shoes off. Sleep in the trees. Under the stars, Loza, do you Loza. think that, sli- that travelling all over gives you a better appreciation of home? Oh, look... No. I don't know what it is. I think there's a spiritual essence to it. My grandmother was a half castolan generation. Yeah, I've wow. always, I've been, you know, lived in the cities, but I, I have this, I think it's just Australia. It's yeah. the gum trees. You it's the dirt birds. between it's your toes. And, yeah. well, it's I the just, magpies. Yeah. <laughs> so do, do you think it's a good idea? Do you think Natalie, Sean and myself tonight should sleep in a tree to see if we connect ourselves oh, look, to the land? Look, we got it, you know, with the price of housing, I'm thinking of getting <laughs> between two, two trees. Yes. And um, i got to agree with whoever said it was bullcrap, this eat, pray, love. Me. That that person me. has a lot to answer for. Seriously, if you read that book, don't, don't, don't buy it. Don't, oh, don't, don't no, buy I'm with it. you. I thought it was don't a terrible book. It. I did read I it and it's awful. It's, it's awful. Like it's, a, it's, it's not true. Don't buy into it. It's yep. crap. And... Look, just get out and get your swag. Yeah, go out under the yeah, stars. Everyone tonight, everyone tonight, I want you to, I want you to go outside, everybody, and sleep in a tree. Everyone <laughs> give, a, give a magpie a piece of bread for goodness' sake. They love you. <laughs> Nathan, Nat, and Sean is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcasts.com.au. Nova.